0: What's up, hello! Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast for an Arrow Ace Girl. I'm Sarah, that's me.
1: And a straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else that we just don't understand. On today's episode, Labeling Your Sexuality. Sounds Sounds Fake But but okay. Okay. (laughs) So <laughs> um a disclaimer, as we sometimes have. Indeed, this is not something I think is fake. Or Sarah thinks fake. But it's we gotta fake. get those interesting titles. But man. we got them titles, and it is something that I just struggle with fine. personally. So fine. it's fine.
0: Um another side note: I'm currently watching my family dog while my parents are gone, and she did not want to be left alone outside of my room, but it's very hot. It's the first day of fall and it's like 90 degrees and we don't have air conditioning. So if you hear a panting dog, she's right here next to us. She's right, now. right here. I'm sorry sure you can hear her. Yes, just imagine a cute
1: dog face. Um and that's, you know, that's all. <laughs> so sorry about that panting dog. We'll post a picture of her so at least you can have so, yeah. a cute face exactly with that panting noise. Exactly. A third update and then we'll just get going. Um, recently we have had to make some purchases for the podcast because we are adult ladies who podcast. Yeah. So we set up a little Patreon to help us fund that. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what that is, it's kind of like a crowdsourcing thing where you can like pledge money and we'll give you little perks. It's pretty cute. It so is. stay tuned until after the poll today and we'll do, we'll tell you what the perks are and tell you about our current Patreons and we'll get into all that. Yep. All right. All right. Labeling your
0: sexuality. So. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more.
1: This is something that for the past, like, year I've struggled with because that's when I learned what, like, demisexuality was mm-hmm. because you were telling me about it and I was like, oh, me? Yeah. But well, we were talking to our friend the other day and we were explaining the difference between, like, romantic and sexual orientation. Because right. that's... Just a very confusing thing. Not a lot of people understand. Yeah. That. So we were talking to them about it, and they were like, "Oh, so this means that I'm this and I'm this." And I was like, "Well, you can be whatever you want to be. Like, yeah, you don't have to label yourself as either. Like, it's whatever. Like, just because you have this preference doesn't mean that you are automatically like this sexuality and this like romantically like inclined person." Yeah. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Okay, so I know I'm heterosexual. Mm-hmm. I know I'm hetero romantic." Mm-hmm. But I also am demi? Yes. I can't have all three? Yes, you can. But that doesn't... It's
0: You can be hetero-demi-romantic. Or, I mean, sexual. Sorry. What are words? Mm-hmm. You, you can be hetero-romantic, hetero Can I? Yeah.
1: Anyway, so then I was like, what the fuck? What tea fuck? Because that's just not... It's just confusing. And mm-hmm. also, like... I don't always, like, I'd say I have, like, a lot of demi-tendencies and, like, mm-hmm. a lot of things that I'm, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm, like, yeah, I'm probably demi. Right. But it's, like, it doesn't often impact my life enough where it's, like, I want to identify, I guess. Because yeah. I identify as heterosexual because, like, that kind of shapes a lot of my life. Right. Like, it shapes a lot of my choices and a lot of what go- what's going on. Yeah. But, like... Being Demi only really affects, like, my relationship. And so, like, I don't, like... (sighs) Help! So basically, what I'm hearing is that you
0: feel like you identify with Demi, but you feel uncomfortable taking on the label.
1: Yeah, because I still feel like I, like, am not part of that community. Yeah. And since I'm hetero-everything, like, Mm -hmm. I don't... Yeah. I don't... That's understandable. ...fit in with that. Yeah. Cause that's definitely a problem. I
0: think we're gonna probably talk about this a little bit more uh, in another episode. Which I think we say that in every single we do. episode. <laughs> um, we have a lot of ideas, okay. But basically, um, if you are like, for example heteroromantic and asexual, those people really struggle in the community because yeah. a lot of members of even the ace community think mm-hmm. they don't belong. Yeah. And so I can understand being very wary to, like, take on label. Yeah, because, that like, label.
1: I obviously understand that these communities are very, like, sensitive places and very important places for the people that are in them because... Like, you need... A lot of people need those communities to feel, like, better about themselves and to have a resource. Yeah. And I don't necessarily feel like I need a resource Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Like, because I'm hetero, like, I'm normative, and so I am not discriminated against. Right. But, like, also sometimes I don't, like... I feel like I don't fit in with either group because I don't feel like I'm fully like ace enough to be under the ace umbrella group. Mm -hmm. But sometimes like people will be talking and especially at college, like the hookup culture is very prominent. And I obviously have no problem with that. Like if you're comfortable with that and that's what you want to do, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's just never something I wanted to do. Yeah. And it's not something I'm uncomfortable with, but usually people just assume that's something you do. So like... My boyfriend I met on Tinder. And so when I tell people that, they automatically are like, oh, you, like, hooked up. And then you started dating. And I always, like, it's not like I feel bad people thinking about that. Like, it doesn't make me feel like a bad person. But for some reason, like, I want them to know that, like, I don't do that. Yeah. Like, because it's a part of who you are. Yeah, it's a part of who I am. But, like, I also feel weird, like, saying that to people because I don't want to make it seem like I think what they do is bad. Because it's not, I just want them to know, like, what, you know? Yeah, you're
0: in this weird liminal space, like, in between. And I can relate to that to a certain extent, just being Arrow Ace. But that's, I mean, that's an experience I've never fully had, because I am not in a relationship. And so I've never had to face that sort of, like, the assumptions surrounding that. Yeah. But that's, I can see why that might be a struggle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I find, maybe on the other end of that, I don't know, I've, always found it very important to have labels for myself. yeah. Because, okay, when people just identify as queer, like, they have every right to do that. And if that's the word that they like most and they Mm -hmm. feel that fits them most, absolutely more power to them. I really struggle with that label because I Mm -hmm. can't put you in a box. Yeah. And, like, my brain is just, like this is a person, you have to put them in this box. Well, that's just how
1: the brain works. I'm a psych major, and we've been talking (laughs) about this recently. And, like, your first thing you do is you, when you see a new person, is you label Mm -hmm. their age, their sex, and their gender. Mm -hmm. That's just, like, how most of us were grown up to do. And so, obviously, that's quite problematic. Yes. But, unfortunately, that's, like how a lot of, like, our brain needs to categorize things to not go insane. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, those are just the categories we learned. And so, even though we probably shouldn't have some of those categories. Right. It's just, like, you can't, your brain can't help it. Right. And so, literally
0: less than an hour ago, we, so, Superfruit, holler. Get that promo, Superfruit, not that you need it from us and our, like, 30 listeners, but okay, it's fine. But you um, should listen
1: to them, they're yeah.
0: great. So they had a music video come out today um, where it was like a... It's called Hurry Up, Watch It. Um, <laughs> it was like a speed dating sort of thing. Yeah. And um, both of the members of Superfruit identify on the LGBTQIA plus spectrum. Yeah. Um, one of them identifies as gay, and the other one has never really used any word other than queer. Yeah. Um, and in the music video... The second one, Scott, he was, like, speed dating with girls and also, at the end, had, like, some moments with some guys. Yeah. And so, like, in my head, I'm always like, well, are you bi? Are you pan? It doesn't matter. He uses the word queer. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. But, like, I still feel like I need to put yeah. him in that box. And our friend, Miranda, who was on last week, listen to that if you haven't already. We <laughs> talked about awkward flirting. Um, but she it she was, was watching it. It was sufficiently awkward. It was wild. Um but we were watching it with her, and she's not super familiar with them. and am so, just super familiar with super Superfruit. Fruit. <laughs> um, oh, okay. And at the end, she asked, she was like, you know, ba- she basically asked, like, what, what their are, sexualities what were. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were like, well, Mitch is super gay. And yeah. then <laughs> Scott, like... Queer? Queer. Like, yeah. that's the only really accurate word you can use, because that's the only word he's ever used. Right. And, and you so, like,
1: should use the word right, that people exactly. want to. exactly. But, like,
0: I just still have so much trouble with that. And that's my fault. Like, it's yeah. not theirs. But, like, I just have so much trouble yeah. when people call themselves just queer, because my brain wants to put them in a box. So I really like labels, but other yeah. people don't. And other people really prefer just using queer, because it leaves them open to, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Um... But, like, for me, when I was figuring out what my labels were, I've always identified with asexual. But in terms of my romantic orientation, I it took me longer take to figure longer. out. Yeah. And um, so for much of last year, I identified as gray romantic because I just wasn't sure. Yeah. But I didn't like that label because I didn't feel it was specific enough. Yeah.
1: And, and like, that also just speaks to who you are as a person. Yeah. Just you as a personality, you are just, there's certain things you're very particular about. Yeah, And true. so, that's just, like, how yeah. you are.
0: Yeah. And so, like, I mean, yes, that is an actual, like, sp- it is a label. Like, it's not yeah. like I'm just like, yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah. But,
0: like, I just felt uncomfortable yeah. with it and because it was so not Like, it like. is a
1: label, but it's a fuzzy one. It is. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's grey romantic, yeah. <laughs> like. um, And so then, I, like... Basically, I just gave in and I was like, "You know what? Fine, I'm gonna try on Arrow for size," and I've been using it ever since. Yeah. Like it, it feels more comfortable to me yeah. than Aguirre Romantic ever did. Yeah. But like, oh I, well. I I used. I believe in my Tumblr <laughs> Tumblr bio, it said. Grayro slash Quiro question mark What's a qu- what's Quiro? It's also called WTF romantic. Oh my god! I so so Quiro so kind of romantic slash WTF romantic. It's basically when you can't tell the difference between romantic and platonic attraction. Mm. that makes a lot of sense. And so I think I, I, I really do feel like I kind of identified a little bit more with that mm-hmm. than Grayro, but I kind of used both because I wasn't totally sure. Yeah. But, like, that was something I struggled with for a while, and then it was like, I can't put myself in a box. I just want to put
1: myself in yeah. a box! So like, and even though you are Arrow, yeah. that doesn't mean that there's not the slight possibility that you could yeah. have romantic attraction in the future.
0: I mean, that's true of anyone,
1: though. Right, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, just because you're not identifying as a fuzzy label doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's not fuzzy. Like, right. I would say that most people's sexuality, like... You, never know, you just never know. Like, yeah. I currently identify as hetero, mm-hmm. but, like, something could happen. I don't know. Yeah. And I think
0: one of the things that I struggled with when kind of deciding on what my labels were was that I was afraid that if I took on this specific label, aromantic... And if something in the future happened yeah. that made me feel like I was not a romantic, I didn't want to feel like I was, like, a fraud. I didn't want to feel yeah. like I was lying about my sexuality. Like, I didn't want to be like, oh, kidding, I'm heteroromantic. Like, I didn't, Yeah. I didn't I want to claim an identity that I wasn't was. Yeah.
1: And I think that's, like, a problem for a lot of people because yeah. I feel like a lot of people, when they're kind of exploring their sexuality, it happens that some people say they're bi mm-hmm. at first, and then they'll be like no, I'm actually just gay. I'm actually just gay. And so a lot of people have a problem with that, and they're like, well, that's why bi doesn't exist. Right. And so it just sucks because there is that... Fluidity. Yeah, there is that fluidity, but, like, people just don't understand that. Yeah, and I think,
0: like, I know in my head that sexuality is fluid, that it could change, that, you know... Yeah. But at the same time, like, there's a bigger part of me that's just so afraid of using the wrong label for myself, even right. though I'm because, so insistent in yeah. on having
1: one. Especially because it is a touchy thing, and people do get annoyed when people yeah. switch their labels. Right. Like, I've witnessed it myself, people just, like... Yeah. It's like, it's just being so annoyed when someone will change their label because mm-hmm. they're like well, what are you, and, like, right. are you lying, or are you just trying to get attention, Right, you know? and I
0: think that might also just be a testament to, like, what you were saying earlier, like, the psychology of it, like, yeah. I
1: have to put you in a different box now. Yeah.
0: And people struggle with that.
1: Right, like, it is an actual psychological issue when you have to switch a box. Yeah. It, like, it doesn't, like, your brain does not like that. Yeah,
0: well, that's why, like, especially if you know someone who's, like, trans, or gender fluid, or gender queer, and they're name their pronouns whatever change in the time that you know them you're likely going to misgender them all the time just because not not not, yeah yeah not not because not because you have any like you know hard feelings or anything but just because you're they were in one box and now now they're in another box
1: yeah that's the hard thing too is like i i feel like i am also someone that likes things labeled yeah i like things organized yeah and that's I think a big reason that I struggle with this is because I want to be in a box, Mm -hmm. but I like can't Yes, because I put myself in Demi and I feel like I'm like an invader into this community that I don't belong in Mm -hmm. and like don't even fully understand and I'm still learning about. Yeah. But if I am hetero, then often people will make assumptions about, especially my sexual life that make me uncomfortable. Just not because I think they're wrong, again, just because... Like, that's not me. And, like, if someone just... It's, like, any other assumption that someone would make about you. Just, like, you you just don't like people making assumptions about you. And for me, like, a lot of those assumptions aren't true, and so it just makes me uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and I think that's also one of the things about, like, when I came out, it wasn't because I... Okay, well, here's the... Have we talked about this before? Maybe. coming out? No, about, like, if you are a sexuality that isn't ace um, say you're gay, mm-hmm. like, you are kind of forced to come out in a way, because, like, if you date yeah. someone of yeah. the same gender, then, like... Then it's out. It's, it's out, or if you don't come out, people are going to make assumptions. Right,
1: but ace truly, like, people say it's in the invisible, yeah. like, the invisible sexuality, and the, for a lot of reasons that is true. Yeah, that, like... That, like, no matter what, it's invisible.
0: Yeah, and, like, obviously no person is ever under any obligation to come out. No. But that's especially true of ace people, is because you can float... Your whole life. Without anyone ever just, knowing. Yeah, and
1: people will just be like, well, they never got married. Right. Like, people... When you see someone that's not married, you don't automatically assume ace. But when yes. you see someone with the same sex partner, then you're like, well,
0: gay. Gay. Or bi. Yeah. So, but most people assume gay. Uh, well, that's just... It's it's always, it's always like, gay until proven bi, or gay until proven pan. Yeah, like, but that's... I mean, that's just a
1: whole other yeah, issue. Yeah, that's a whole other
0: thing. But, um... Yeah, and I think that's maybe... Part of the reason that I felt compelled to come out was because, first of all, I had become comfortable with my pronouns at that, or not my pronouns. What I've always been comfortable <laughs> with my pronouns, <laughs> comfortable nice. with my like arrow ace. Yeah, identity. like you would,
1: like enough of your close friends had known. Yeah, and, and like
0: yeah, and so like I felt comfortable with that those labels, and I mm. felt like okay, I'm in the right box. Yeah. Time to throw that box at people. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I also just, like, I wanted people to understand me better. Yeah. And, like, I didn't want to get, you know, a whole load of questions about, like, oh, like, you are you don't have a boyfriend, blah, yeah. blah, Like, you're going to get that from strangers. But I didn't want to be getting that from my family anymore. Right.
1: And, like, you would even, people that you knew that were assuming you were gay because you had, yeah. like, a friend you talked to a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's just, like... Right. No, it's just people, it's like, being, it's more people making yeah.
0: assumptions. There's nothing wrong with those identities, it's just, no. that's not my identity, yeah. and so I don't want to be misidentified. Right. No one does. Yeah. So, struggles. Mm. <laughs> struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, if you decided at some point to, like, like take on the Demi label and mm. be like, yes, this is me, yeah. would that be something that, like would be like general knowledge about you, do you think? Or would it just be like these people that are closest to me who I want to know will know anyone else I don't care?
1: I feel like it would come out on a
0: case
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would come out on like a case by case basis. Like because a lot of people I have told that I may be demi. Yeah. Like I have told that to a fair amount of people. Like yeah. I've like I've had conversations with my boyfriend about it, like kind of explaining what it is mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. So I think it would be another thing where, like, you would know, my close friends would know, and then if someone, like, made an assumption about me and was like, oh, you met your boyfriend on Tinder, like, how was the hookup? I'd be like, no, I'm Demi. Like, I wouldn't go around being like, hey, everyone, I'm Demi, what's up? But, like, it would come out when it needed to, I guess. Because it's another thing that you can just float on by. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I were... (sighs) That... This... Here's... Listen. We're gonna just... Throw this out Unpack there. Unpack it. Let's go. Here's a personal thing about me. <laughs> I've only had one sexual partner. Yeah. So if I, you know, were to have another one at some point, like, to me that would kind of, like, be what proved if I was Demi or not, because mm. with my current relationship, the situation was quite Demi for yes. me. Yes.
0: Like, I wanted
1: to, what you know, right. whatever. Yeah. But, like, if I were to have another sexual or, like, romantic relationship, like, what if I did hook up with them automatically and felt comfortable with So you with almost it? feel
0: like you would have to prove it to know for sure?
1: Yeah, because I've only, I've had very few experiences. And I have had other romantic relationships, and when I look back on them, I think, oh, like, this happened and this happened, and that mm-hmm. kind of fits with me being Demi. Like, that yeah. kind of makes sense in yeah. other situations I've been in. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I almost feel like I need to, like, I would need to prove it. Because I've only had one experience.
0: I will say that that is a very ace umbrella feeling. Yeah. Because a lot of times ace people are legitimately, like, asked to prove. Yeah. And, like, I think the same goes for people who are bi or pan. Like, well, how do you know you're bi if you've never dated ex-gender? Right. Right. Um, So, yeah. But that's definitely...
1: Because, like, there's only ever been one person that I've felt compelled to have sex with. Yeah. However, is that because I'm demi and that is someone that I was very like attracted to emotionally, mm-hmm. or is that because the other people that I once was involved with I never wanted to have sex with anyway like yeah, I just like I yeah. don't know
0: there's a lot there that
1: can be confusing, yeah, so like I would almost feel like I would need to for sure know. The only way I feel like I would for sure know is if I were to sometime in the future have a different sexual partner. Yeah. And see what happened there. And,
0: because I can understand that thinking, because I feel like a lot of people, again, this is an assumption, but, like, from what I understand, a lot of people, their first sexual, like, encounter with someone, they're often very, like, nervous for and not ready to jump in right away. Right. And so I can see why there might be confusion there of, like, okay, is this just me being... You know, anxious about
1: my first time having this, sex. Yeah, or
0: yeah, or is it me being demi, or is it both?
1: Yeah, I don't. I can see. I don't that know. Because also the thing is, I find myself to be like kind of an awkward person, and so I don't even know if it would be me being demi or me being like, no, I want to be comfortable enough with this person mm-hmm. that I know that I won't like embarrass myself yeah. when we have sex. Yeah, like I don't know. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, another question for you. Do you think... Sweating. You would... It's hot. (laughs) Do you think you would ever be comfortable going to a Pride event as a non-ally? No. Okay. Because... I can't say I'm shocked by that answer. I don't
1: even know that I'd be comfortable going to a Pride event as an ally. Really? I, like, this just doesn't feel like a space that I... I feel like I'd be invading yeah. on someone's space. Yeah. And, like, I know Pride events are, like, very important, and there is controversy about allies going in the first place. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to be that person. Right. I mean,
0: even I feel a little uncomfortable well, that's, about going to Pride. Yeah,
1: but that's because there's, like, controversy yeah. within the LGBTQA plus community yeah. about whether you are a part of it. Yeah. Like, there's a part of me that really
0: wants to, and, like, when I was in Germany... There is a Pride in, like, the nearest big city, Mm -hmm. literally the day of my flight.
1: Yeah.
0: And my friend was saying that they were actually doing, like, something specifically for the Ace community, and I was like, that would be so cool, because I would have gone with them, and, like, I would have been with someone else who also identified with the Spectrum and that sort of thing. Um, And it would have been super cool, but, like, just the thought of, like, just, like, going to a Pride is very terrifying to me. Yeah.
1: Like, I didn't see going as a group of Ace people or, like, with a community there, if they were, like, doing some, something specific for ace people, yeah. like, I would, that would, I would see you going to, but, yeah. like, because, like, would you go alone?
0: I would never go alone. But,
1: like, who would you go with?
0: Who do you I have? I
1: I know plenty of queer people. I but guess, like... but, like, they're not in your same identity, yeah. so it's, like, kind of different.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like I actually might be more comfortable going with someone
1: who was of... <sighs>
0: I hate to say it this way, but of a more accepted yeah. LGBTQIA plus identity, yeah. because then I would have them to, like... Protect. Protect me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: basically. Which is a horrible thinking, and it sucks. Well, it sucks that you have to think that, but, like... Yeah. That's just how the community yeah. is at that point, is that there's some identities that aren't as accepted as others. Yeah.
0: What do you think, like... I would assume some people who go to Pride are people who are questioning. I'm kind of wondering
1: what the response to that...
0: I mean, it would definitely depend Pride to Pride, person to person.
1: I think it would depend person to person. My personal thought, or I guess hope, is that people would be, like, super excited. Yeah. And be like, oh, I'm glad you're here, like, trying to figure it out. Like, this is a welcoming community. Yeah. But, for someone that's questioning for the ace umbrella... Yeah. Like, that doesn't seem as exciting. Like, people are excited for people to come out. Yeah. Like, obviously, no one pushes someone else to come out. Right. But, like, whenever someone is, like, comes out and it goes well, like, I feel like the community is excited. Yeah. And so, I think that the community is also excited when people are, like, exploring their sexuality mm-hmm. and, like, getting into it. I think that excites the community. But, yeah. like, when it's not as accepted, like... I also just think,
0: in terms of, like, the community being, like, maybe, quote-unquote, less excited about... Ace umbrella Identity is coming yeah. out, is partially because when you come out as another identity, it's like you're exploring this new world, maybe dating a different gender right. than before, or, you know, experiencing, like, the being of a different gender yeah. than what people previously thought, so it's like, yeah. it's this new and exciting pe- thing for other people to know about you, yeah. whereas with Ace, it's like, this is always, this, what? it's not, there's nothing new, like, it's not like you're... Dating a girl now, yeah. you're just like not dating anyone, and people might find that boring.
1: Yeah, because even if you like had dated people in the past, and now you're like, no, I'm ace, and I I don't I want don't to want date to people. date people. Like that's not that new because at some point in your life, it's not like you were birthed and are automatically started dating someone, right? Like the normal state is not dating. Yeah, and so for ace people that don't date, right? That, I mean, that, yeah, it is kind of just like. Normal. Yeah, because like
0: when people get into relationships, that's an exciting thing for the yeah. people in the relationship, for their friends, because you're like, like gotta get that yeah. tea. Everyone's but, like, always very excited like, for a relationship, right? And Which so that's I
1: think, it's just like a human, yeah, reaction in general.
0: And like that's something that like I won't ever experience, and yeah. so I think people are just less excited because it's like, oh, I guess that just means I'll never be excited about your relationship. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> guys, I made a new friend. <laughs> I made a new friend today. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah,
0: labels are confusing. Con- There are they are confusing. And I feel like um it's also interesting we mentioned earlier about earlier about people calling themselves bi and then later deciding they're actually gay. Yeah. That happens a lot I think with trans people where they come out mm. as gay and then they're like actually I I'm think- hetero but trans. Yeah. And um I think that's labels are an interesting thing because like not like there's fluidity in sexuality but there's also a fluid aspect to like labels where you can mm-hmm. kind of jump from one to the other
1: until you until like, you feel, feel more comfortable. comfortable yeah yeah which because, is like it's like with you you went from like not really knowing your romantic mm-hmm. orientation to one that was more fuzzy and then you were more comfortable being in like a so- more solid yeah. like label and right. so i think yeah people do jump from something that's maybe more fuzzy or in between. Yeah. Like, on their way to finally, like, choosing the label that they want to, for at least now, stick with and that yeah. they feel comfortable with. Yeah. Labels are just weird and confusing. I mean, yeah, for everything. It's, it's just, just, like... The
0: moral of this story.
1: It's confusing because, as humans, we don't want anything to be fluid. Yeah. But, unfortunately... But that's how basically For our brains, ends. literally almost everything is fluid. Yeah. But that's A, not how most of us were raised, and B, the human brain literally doesn't work like that. Yeah. Like, we need set things in our brain to go off of. Yeah. So we can be like, here's what this thing normally looks like, and then you can compare it. Like, the, our brain literally needs that to function. Yeah. And so it's just hard for a lot of us to kind of, like, rewire that. Yeah. To go around that, because... I'm,
0: I'm definitely still, like, retraining my brain. Oh, yeah. To, like... Because when we, the what we talked about earlier, like, where it had come up in conversation between me and Kayla before, mm-hmm. was because I had seen someone where I couldn't figure out what their gender was, and, like, the back of my head was like, Sarah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I... But you needed to know. I, ne- I needed to know. Yeah. And I remember I was at a gymnastics meet, I was probably in fourth or fifth grade, and I remember seeing someone like, a spectator, and mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out what gender they were. Mm. And it wasn't because they were, like, I, I, d- again, this is making assumptions, but I don't think they were, like, genderqueer or anything. Mm-hmm. They were just, like, pretty androgynously dressed. Yeah. And they were, like, a heavier person, mm-hmm. so I, like, couldn't tell if they had boobs or not. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah.
1: I just remember my, like,
0: little em- elementary school brain mm-hmm. being, like, so, like, hung up. And, like, I can't tell what gender this person is. Yeah. And, like, so that's something that I have been experiencing my whole life. And I'm just now trying to retrain my brain.
1: I think that's something kids especially, like, I feel like I remember instances when I was younger where, like, me and, like, my classmates would see someone and then it'd be, like, a whole thing among class. People would be like, oh my god, like, is that a boy or a girl? Or, like, kids will ask people, like, are you a boy or a girl? Like, that's something that happens often. But I
0: also think we teach kids to do that. Well,
1: yeah, I we do. Yeah. And so, like, I'm not saying it's the kids. Oh, right. I'm just right. saying, like, this something that happens. Just
0: how it is. It's like the whole, like, let me label my baby by color so you know <laughs> what its genitals look like. That's so gross. I know. But yeah, like, basically, you
1: were just really worried as a child about what that person's genitals were. I
0: know, and that's gross Your, to, to me Your child now. brain,
1: well, it's probably always been gross to you.
0: Yeah, but, like, now that I'm thinking about it. Disgusting, disgusting exactly. that I was concerned about that person's genitals. Especially as a child. Kind of I mean, I was not thinking of it that way, like, obviously. <laughs> Listen, I don't like genitals in general. I don't want to get into this. Um,
1: <laughs> but yeah. Nice. Kayla? Hmm. What's our poll? I have no idea. I've been thinking about it for the past, like, ten minutes. <laughs> I feel like this episode was, like, not as funny, because I'm having, yeah. like, a bit of an existential crisis. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Um, poll, 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 poll. Um,
0: describe, um, <laughs> describe fluidity of labels in an emoji, and we're gonna have four completely random emojis. I just don't.
1: That aren't relevant. We're just gonna pick some emojis. So, well, should we pick them right now? No, we'll surprise them. Okay, so we're gonna have some emojis, and you'll decide which one most accurately depicts the issue of
0: fluid, fluid identities. Fluid
1: identities.
0: It's, it's not our best point.
1: I'm sorry, you guys. We weren't as funny this week. I've been thinking about it for like ten minutes. I promise. We're just not very funny this week.
0: Okay, let's see something funny. Uh, a penis. <laughs> they are pretty funny looking. I can't say I like it.
1: Alright! Yeah, they're weird. They're wiggly.
0: Um, speaking of polls, that was a really bad segue. Can we do that? Nope. Speaking of polls, yeah. you know where you can uh, take that poll? Where? Our Twitter, at SoundsFakePod. Ah. You know where you could email us and yell at us about how unfunny this episode was? <gasps> where <gasps> soundsfakepod at com. oh incredible I know it's wild you Caleb, know where
1: you could listen to this not funny episode I think everyone who's listening does but please tell us more you could listen on iTunes Google Play Stitcher Radio or SoundCloud you and could you could answer the poll right in those comments or the reviews we'd love it if you gave us a little review or a little
0: comment answer the poll by just picking an emoji <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, if you comment, you're allowed to pick any emoji you want. You have so many fluid options. Fluid options. So right. give
1: us a little five-star review, that'd be cute, a little comment. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. We know a lot of new people that have been finding us recently. Yeah, and
0: I know that we do have a fair number, at least a couple, of Demi listeners. Yes. So I would love to hear your guys' input on yeah, this. Yeah, I would...
1: Actually, you don't understand how much that would help yeah, me. You if I could, Kayla. like, hear from... You new people that, like, aren't our friends, so I, like, don't yeah. know as much about you. We'd just love to talk to you guys. Yeah, send because. us an email,
0: message us on Twitter. Give me help, please. Yeah, Kayla needs help. Yeah,
1: Kayla needs um, help.
0: Yeah, also, you... you... know how else you can help us. Uh, wait, not yet, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yes. If you want to listen to one of our previous episodes, if you're not caught up, or if you just want to give it a re-listen and enjoy the joys of awkward flirting and cow dowries, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can listen to all of our previous episodes now, and you know why they can listen to all of our previous episodes now? Why? Because we got SoundCloud Pro. Because. Pro Unlimited. Pro okay. Unlimited. Because the other day, episode one went down because we ran out of SoundCloud space. So what did we have to do, Kayla? We had to
1: just purchase a purchase.
0: Yep. Now, here's the segue you were looking for. You know
1: how else you can help us? We have that cute little Patreon. Patreon. So on the Patreon, you can pledge however many dollars you want a month or just one time. Yeah. If you're financially able, we're not pressuring you. Yeah, it would just help us out and be pretty cute.
0: Yeah, and we did not make this Patreon with the intent to like make bank. No. We really made it with the intent to help pay for our like SoundCloud to to cover in. costs. Um, but if you want to give us more so that we could make a couple dollars, maybe improve this somehow. Yeah, like,
1: one day get some good mics. Get some real stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be awesome. So, for that, you can get little perks. Um, you could get, like, a shout-out. Just give us a rundown of the perks, Kayla. Here's a rundown of the perks. For one dollar a month, you get Our Undying Love and a Mm -hmm. cute little shout-out on the podcast, which we will soon give to our first Patreon. Indeed. Um, for two dollars a month, you get Undying Love, a shout-out, and you get to vote on Patreon about the upcoming episodes. Mm -hmm. You can help us choose between topics. Mm For $5 a month, you get Undying Love, a shout-out, a vote. And if you have anything you'd like us to promo, your website, your YouTube, your blog, your Twitter, your dog,
0: your existence. I'd like to shout-out my dog. Shout-out to my dog, Sadie. She's over
1: in the darkness over there sleeping. She's She's no longer panting. Very cute. So for $5, we'll give you all day, and we'll do a little shout-out so we can tell all of our listeners about your thing, and hopefully they'll go check you out, because I'm sure you are lovely. True. Sure. And for a whopping $10 a month, you get undying love, a shout-out, a vote, a promo, and we'll let you pick a topic of your choosing within reason, and we will do it as soon as possible. Any topic you'd like to hear us try I mean,
0: to that's, that's relevant to our show. Not like, I mean. please talk about this orange pillow I have. I, I don't know. I think that'd be fun. That could be fun. We will somehow relate it back to the topic of our show. Yeah, that'll
1: be the challenge. That'll be the challenge. Honestly, for, if you donate $10, I want you to make it challenging. I want you to give us something awful that we have to relate back. I'm already stressed. Well, they're giving <laughs> us $10.
0: I believe you can also specify any other money amount.
1: Right. You can do anything. It's like... It's like $5 or more you get these things. Right. So you can really give us... You could give us $5.03. Which would be cool. Yeah. So really, yeah, you can do anything. I'm sure if you go on the Patreon, yeah. the thing will explain it to you. But, so that was a long-winded thing. That was long, but now All you know. All to tell you about our first Patreon. So our first patron, who is in our $10 group, because oh she is insane and Good very mayor. lovely. She. Her name is Emma Fink. And she will soon have a really neat YouTube that we will promote. But for now, before, because she doesn't have it quite set up yet, we're going to promote her Twitter and her Instagram and her, just her existence as a human, because she's doing great. pretty neat. So her Twitter is at Emma T. Fink. Indeed. Emma T. F-I-N-K. And that is also her Instagram. And she has lots of cute things about writing. She loves her some makeup. She has so many lipsticks. I admire it. It's insane. I once saw her and she correctly guessed what lipstick I was wearing. It was wild. <laughs> she also has, let's see, oh, the musical that me and Sarah were once in. You can find the link to that in her Twitter if yeah. you want to see that. Do you want to see me in a wig? Do you want to see and Sarah? And me kissing a girl? Yes, yeah, Sarah had to have, can I say that it yeah. was her first kiss? yeah. And it's, like, not coming. I was knowledge. super
0: stressed out. And it was
1: her first kiss. And, like, this is the first time. Now people are going to know that didn't Emma, come. now you know. <laughs> um, so she had to be a lesbian and kiss a girl in this show before she, like, had even really identified Yeah, this one. You had not identified yeah. yet. Wild. So <laughs> you can see that go down. The link is hint- her Twitter. Would recommend. It's pretty neat. Would recommend definitely following her when she gets her YouTube up. I'm sure it's going to be super It's going to cool.
0: be dope. Yeah. But, Yeah. Um, so thank you to her Thank so you, much. Emma. Um, if you want to be as cool as Emma, please give us money. You don't have to. I don't want anyone to feel like they're obligated no, no, to. No. But we would definitely appreciate any little money dollars you can give us. Indeed. Alright, Kayla. Yes. That's the end. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. Indeed. And until then, take good care of your cows.